<laughs> Welcome back to the Emergency Power Podcast. You've made it through another week. So, sit on down, plug in, and power up with us. Yeah! My body is ready. So <laughs> ready. Oh, man. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm sure you're so excited just to be alive. The world oh, has a fresh new gleam to it. Yeah, I went God. out to celebrate, and I bought a... Um, I bought a turntable and and a couple of <laughs> records. Dude, I had to celebrate. Have, I had to dance. You now have but, two turntables and a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you go out and get the most popular music of the era? Yasoki pop? <laughs> some Y-pop? Y-pop. Some Y-pop. Oh, you know I got some Y-pop. <laughs> Man. Pretty sure it's plants or something. My favorite band is uh, Cheese Dragon. <laughs> Cheese Dragon. Oh Adam, boy, Adam uh, knows the reference. It's, uh, it, do you want to explain it? No. Yeah, translate I want you to from, dig your own hole. Thank you very translate much. Translate from K-pop here. Yeah, there, there's a uh, there's a K-pop band called G Dragon. So this is Cheese Dragon. Okay. G-Dragon is actually the lead member of the band Big Bang. So he is the very popular lead person. Oh, okay. Um, I don't, yeah, I, that's about how is, much I know. Like, you were, you were close. <laughs> Adam's the aficionado there. But now, there should definitely be a Y-Pop star in-game named the Cheese Dragon. Cheese Dragon. <laughs> yeah, Sea-Dragon. Yeah, Sea-Dragon. Sea-Dragon. That's something different. We actually, we had a Decker in a Shadow Run game who modeled himself after Dead Mouse. It was very, very strange just to have like a DJ following us around in a van all the time while we committed horrible crimes. Okay, I mean, I guess that's, it's that's thematically appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. Shadow Run games should not be discussed in public settings. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, there's a few other games You're that probably should be. put on some no fly yeah. lists. You, yeah, you definitely will. <laughs> Yeah, no, I hear you. Like, I know that system's even more crunchy than Starfinder. Ooh. And, like, it's the reason I haven't played it. Like, I love all of the atmosphere and that mm -hmm. kind of thing, but I just, I can't. I can't it's, do it. It's real intimidating. I'm willing to play it with a, a small handful of GMs that run it that I know and trust. Uh, I would never, ever, under any circumstances, try to run it myself, though. It's too much work for me. Yeah, we yeah. we've Adam and I have played like Hero, and that was bad. The Hero system, oh way no. too much. Just that's like personal where we started, more or less. Yeah, personal Boy. preference. It's it's too much for me. Um, I've swung hard after Hero. I went to playing Fate. Palette <laughs> uh, cleanser. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they both have an amazing amount of customization. In Hero, you can put all these points into different abilities you create your own and like you can create this very in-depth and awesome character you can also do that over in the fate system but it takes six less hours mm -hmm. yeah let's see the I, one with power yeah hero system is is like the official champions RPG yeah there's like superhero but it's yeah, a yeah. it's a generic mm -hmm. okay, system you can yep. use whatever you want with it but it was originally i think designed to be for superheroes but you know i the the thing that appealed to me of, with hero was i like i like character customization and character creation oh yeah absolutely and 
Hero offers so much of that, but actually running a game of Hero is kind of a slog, and that's kind of why I like Starfinder. It's a good middle ground. Yeah, yeah, it hits that sweet spot of like you can still customize your character to a pretty good depth, but it's not so overbearing, mm-hmm. nor is it too simple, because that can be a problem too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Starfinder's so nice. I think I'm going to start a podcast using it. Nah, that'll that. never work. Who wants to watch a bunch of people play Starfinder? No. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Well, speaking of playing Starfinder... Speaking of things that no one's ever going to listen to. Oh. <laughs> hey, 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 you stop that right now. <laughs> I think it's time to get back into it. Oh, last time, you guys got quite a walloping, but I'd say, arguably, you did even more walloping. Because you were yeah. in that room with uh, pawns on the crane, Scriff on the computer, 5e, making sure your small goblin sidekick isn't dying. Uzi. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and who yeah. could forget the flying leap that Scriff did ac- across a chasm four oh, stories deep to the mouth Champion. of a monster? <laughs> Almost to my doom. Very, very close by one roll. One roll was the difference between you dying and you still being alive. Fortunately, you were on the right side of it. We're trying to work our way out of these sewers and back into the concrete jungle. The crew has gone through so much trying to get here, trying to find Captain Isbin Espa. Dead or alive, they're part of the crew and... The only way is through for chapter nine in the Tomes of Emergency Power. (laughs) So when we last left, Scriff and Pawns were down at the bottom near this machinery inside a rotunda. And they had just seen this tunnel exit that Scriff recognized from the schematics that he had downloaded. And now that you actually have a second to think about it, Scriff, and a second to look around, you see that there is actually writing over the top of the tunnel that says surface access. Oh, that's convenient. That's pretty convenient. So we know we're heading the right way. Yeah. Uh, I would like to float back up. Uh, in our 5e, you're still on the top area, correct? Correct. So I'm about so is, uh, four stories Uzi. above you, I believe. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, the stricken Uzi yeah, laying on exactly. the ground. We yeah, 5e is still probably attending to the goblin. He's considering making some kind of a makeshift sling, perhaps. Um, so he, when Pons arrives, he looks back over his shoulder and says, We're going to need to find a way to take him with us. I don't think he can move in his current condition. Well, it it looks like the way to the exit is, uh, or to the the surface, is down below, so we're going to have to find a way to get both of you down there. Wait, I have something, and I'll pull out a healing serum. And uh, I'll, I'll toss it up to 
pawns to bring to Uzi. Ah, very good. And right there, as he's floating up, that's when I have him make an athletics check to catch it and drops it, breaks it on the ground. Uh-huh. Yeah, here we go. Okay. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. I'll strangle you. <laughs> what, you guys don't like being at 4 HP? No, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to take a breather here. Is it a... But let's, yeah. let's, heal, let's heal Uzi up first. Uh, I rolled in uh, Foundry Virtual Tabletop. Thank you, Foundry. Thank you, Foundry. Um, I got a five on that healing serum. Nice. Although I'm not Very the one good. that applied it, but no, it was that's perfectly fine. So it was easier. Yeah, that's acceptable. Happy, happy to take the the role. All right. So in, in R five, he administers the searing searing the serum. Oh, it burns. Searing serum. No. It's part of my secret goblin extermination plan. No, no, no. no that's not going to happen. No. He had, uh, 5e administers the serum to Uzi and starts checking his vitals. Open up his tiny little mouth, pour the serum in, wait a little bit to see how he responds. And after a few long seconds, Uzi... looks up and opens his eyes just a little bit to see the robotic face of NR5E staring down at him. How good? Oh, You're conscious. It's you, Robotali. Oh, why does everything hurt? You've sustained some physical trauma. We've administered first aid and serum as best as we can, but we have to keep moving. We found a way back to the surface. Can you walk? Uzi, try. He rolls over towards one side, all the shards sticking out of him, poking. Rolls over to the other side instead and stands up slowly. Perhaps it would be easier if you hang on to me while I rappel down the side. That sounds like plan to Uzi. Also, don't roll in the glass. That seems counterproductive. (laughs) Didn't know it was there. We'll make sure not to in the future. Oh, God. Uh, is this like a large enough pieces of glass that we can remove them? Or is They're definitely like... sticking out of him. Just a yeah. lot of ones that are maybe an inch big. That's awful for how small he is. We have we have a uh, a medical robot. Yeah, I can yeah. pull some more out of him and bandage him I, up some more if we need to. Yeah, it might be good to pull him out, um, as long as we can heal him immediately. I do have the healing hands feature. Ooh. I believe. Is that Ooh, what it's called? That's... Healing touch? Healing... I think it's healing touch, yeah. Yeah, healing touch. It is... Hey, how does that work? Uh, so, since I have it enhanced... It is an action, and it actually revives 5 HP. Awesome. Uh, I can only Ooh. do it once without res- uh, expending a resolve point, but that's not too bad. And it may also be good to just go ahead and do a short rest here, um, burn some resolve, and get some stamina back while we can. Yeah, what are you guys that's feeling? It's not a bad idea. I'd like to not have zero health, almost. <laughs> I, I, I solidly agree. I'm gonna go ahead and hit the short oh, rest button. But you guys don't want to press on ahead. No. no. <laughs> we just <laughs> killed a giant plant monster with a half-working robot crane. 
<laughs> and had to explain that it wasn't a bird. He <laughs> dropped I'm the taking, piano on its head. Could have been I'm taking my 14 <laughs> stamina points, damn it. Um, yeah, I'm also... All right, that. fair enough. <laughs> okay, did you guys want to do a short rest, or did you want to try to go for a long one? Just a short for me. Okay. Yeah, shorts, shorts should be okay. You're going to use that healing touch on Uzi, is that the plan? Yeah, yeah, let me go expend that use uh, on Uzi. I don't think I get it back without a long rest. That's correct. But that's okay, we'll try to get out of sticky scenarios. All right, Pawns goes over, lays his little hand on Uzi, heals him for another five points. So ten points total is pretty good for helping this guy out. I'm also going to use a healing serum on myself. Okay. And you have I'll, to uh, I'll say... I'm going to pour it down Uzi's throat. <laughs> that's, you must live, Uzi. That's four health points, so now I'm at uh, nine out of 14. Uh, and okay. I will offer... the. I have one more I will offer to anyone who wants it. I've got a few on hand, actually, as well. So um, I'll go ahead and pop one of those myself okay i believe i'm going to require some structural maintenance once we get out of this situation now remind me if i'm wrong but uh sros can still use healing serums it's just half as effective correct at at half efficacy yes and for long-term damage i think i think instead of like medicine checks you make engineering checks on an sro yeah, in, in order to get the effects of the uh, the medicine skill. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, if we want to spend more than 10 minutes resting, I could do that for you right now. I'm not sure how much good it will actually do, to be honest. I mean, I don't think... I don't know that you can necessarily give me hit points back. Um, or is that how that works? So, uh, treat deadly wounds. Treat deadly wounds under the medicine skill... You can use medicine to restore hit points to a living wounded creature. It takes one minute, and the DC is based on the medical equipment used. If you succeed, you restore one hit point per level of the creature you are treating. If you exceed by five or more, you add your intelligence modifier to the amount healed. And the creature can only receive this treatment once every 24-hour period unless it's in a medical lab. Okay. All right, so you could... Like if so it I succeeds, you get but with engineering. two points, and yeah, yeah, I want to. And then if you exceed it by five, you get intelligence bonus on top of that, which yeah. Scripps is fairly good. So I'm, I guess we would treat me having a engineering kit as the equivalent of having a med yeah, kit. That's how so I would call it. Let me see what the DC is for a med kit. It's not small. It's like at Basic least fifteen, if not twenty. Uh, treat deadly wounds is a DC twenty five. Wow. Ooh, even worse. But then um, again, uh, I can do I, it. I saw some computers and some engineering's breaking yeah. thirty. So. Yeah. I mean, and I don't. There's My, no downside to yeah. you not making the DC right. It's just I don't no, benefit absolutely. from it. It only you takes should. one minute. Yeah, it's a one minute attempt, and I can attempt it once every twenty four hours. So, might as well try it. Yeah, uh, so yeah, we'll we'll take one extra minute, and I'll try to patch up the critical systems on. NR5E. Do you have proficiency in medicine? I'm using he engineering. Has engineering proficiency. Oh, because I'm an SRO, yeah. he, he can do that. Uh, <laughs> so, 
Uh -huh. The good news, uh -huh. I got a 30. So <laughs> you're going to heal for uh, one HP per level plus my intelligence modifier, which is oh, four. So awesome. Oh, wow. So I'm going to get six that's back. Amazing. Yeah. Ah, very good. This should sustain us until we can get to a serviceable shop. You're a master of your craft, sir. It's, uh, oh. It sounds like an insult, but I didn't realize that, uh, you know, Scriff's intelligence was that high as a score. Wow. So it's pretty good. Root. <laughs> I mean, I know you're a <laughs> giant brain. I know you're a giant brain, but still. Some of us are pretty smart, too. That's a good bonus. <laughs> yeah, some of us pretty smart. I am consistently amazed at the behavior I see from applied knowledge in organics. Each of you is an astonishing specimen in that regard. Oh, well, yeah, thank uh, you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're pretty impressive yourself, NR5V. Don't discount that. I will endeavor to function accordingly. Now, when you had gone to heal Uzi, their pawns, your spell, as you cast it on him, glowed with this light, and as he healed, a lot of the pieces of glass just kind of threw out and fell onto the ground. Okay, nice. cool. So Uzi's yeah. looking much better after all of the work you guys have put in. In fact, I would say you guys did a really good job of getting your health back up with the means that you had. Mm. Yeah. All right. We we'll can't do that again for a while, though. <laughs> kind of the resupply. Yeah. Re uh, is how's Pawns doing on health points? I I'm good. I had uh, some heal uh, serum of healing as well, and then okay. with a short rest, I got my stamina all the way back. So I'm doing good. All right. I've got one more serum of healing, uh, and I don't know what to expect in this cave so i'm gonna go ahead and use it on myself smart okay that's another two better right. than nothing yeah almost everybody's up to full here that's pretty good all right are we ready to proceed hopefully this will be the end of the sewers unless there's another great I'll scout ahead for radiation and clear the tunnel. Good idea. Alright, 5e snaps his outdated assault, assault rifle to attention and starts rappelling down the wall toward the tunnel entrance. Okay, if you're going to rappel down, go ahead, give me athletics. I guess technically he has to do this before I treat him, right? Because I was down below. <laughs> this is true <laughs> well I got a 19 so we can Good. retcon that pretty everything easily everything is fine it all worked out yes. anyway. we're all if fine we could, here if we could have a session where we don't all roll multiple ones that would be super would thank be you random amazing. number generator <laughs> okay yeah. cool that, that works out and uh, you know we'll just have it be that you climb down and then you guys did all your medicine stuff down in the middle of all this machinery, essentially. And you, you were going to take Uzi with you, correct? No, he has to stay here. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was like, wait. No. He, now can, he, he can uh, ride down on my back pretty easily. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, 5e already said it was fine. Mm -hmm. Now that you've had time to heal up, 
Are we ready to continue down the deep, dark tunnel? Absolutely. Right, right after yeah. you, 5e. All right, 5e advances, um, keeping always about 30 feet ahead of the rest of the group. Radiation badge up, rifle at the ready. I've, uh, I remember correctly, there was some medium radiation or something from the last session as I first approached this area, is that correct? This is correct. And okay. now as 5e starts walking into this tunnel, the badge looks completely inert, quiet, hmm. as if it there was, was no radiation. It was the uh, the creature. Uh, it's a mutant. Huh. That makes me curious if there was another one in that other passageway that we didn't go down. There was. Think there was another similar creature? There was. It was it was narrated. Oh, uh, okay. I, I remember the vines. I couldn't remember if there was literally it was the a teacher. Oh. <laughs> it was something. It was Yeah. Simil of similar make. Uh-huh. But yeah, it was it was a threat. Got it. Okay. Yeah, well, bad. We go away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The damp corridor is lined with cables and pipes extending off into the darkness. The crew begins their trudge. It seems like it stretches on endlessly, on and on and on. It's hard to tell how long has gone by while you're walking. On the left-hand side of the hallway, out of the corner of his eye, Scriff spots a doorway. Unlike the rest of the underground facility, this door is made of stained wood with an old-fashioned knob painted gold. Scriff walks into it without thinking and into a brightly lit room, centered with an understated but imposing desk. I do? <laughs> the walls have holograms of beautiful people bearing unsettling smiles. Gaudy wallpaper lines the room with a pattern that looks vaguely like eyes. All of them turn towards the center of the room. I need Lord an adult. Scriff. <laughs> a hulking man in a severe black tailored suit puts a massive hand on Scriff's shoulder. The curly red hair of the looming man is stiffened into place by excessive hair products framing the twin horns that extend from his forehead. Mm. Another one turn you down? The voice sounds hollow for the fraction of a second, almost out of place before clicking into normalcy. Scriff hangs his head and looks at the business proposal in his hands. The business proposal he wrote in an attempt to get enough money to fund his work and keep food in his stomach. The business proposal that had been roundly rejected by every bank he's gone to. Scriff is led towards the lone chair resting in front of the desk as the man moves towards the large leather chair behind it. 
sits down, leans forward, and puts his elbows on the table. You, my soaky friend, are one smart man. I've got, I've got an eye for talent. And I see a man going places. Down on his luck? Yes. But bursting with potential. Success in the making. If only he had the opportunity. Well, it's time. Your struggles rewarded. I have seen your plight, and I thought to myself, there is a man that if he had a few credits in his pocket, could go places. Really make difference. So, here you are, as wizened a choice as I've ever seen. He puts his meaty index finger on a piece of paper on a desk and slides it across with intent. Griff looks at the paper and has an idea of what kind of money backs it. The kind of person who signs a document like this is already in a hole deep enough to bury them. All you need to do is sign on the dotted line and you walk out of here a richer man. Scriff dovetail, ready to take on anything. Scriff signs the contract without reading it, and the tiefling folds it up into thirds and tucks it into his breast pocket before setting a small red chip on the table in front of Scriff. Much obliged. It has been a significant pleasure doing business with you. Scriff reaches his hand out, but freezes in place, hovering just above the chip when the man speaks again. Well, before you go, allow me to impress upon you the importance of paying back loan on time. Should you fail to return this money with interest, there are no rules. There is nowhere you can hide. You take a walk out an airlock, you do it knowing that I will kill your entire family. Topo Chuye, okay? Yeah. Me Puchuyeto. <laughs> wait, wait. Pocketing the creds, Scriff stands from the chair and begins to walk away. He crumples up the business proposal and drops it in the disposal chute by the door. He can feel the gaze of his debt holder as he closes the door behind him and walks back in step with 5e, pawns, and Uzi. Scriff. Scriff. You're, you're, you're daydreaming. What? Uh, hello? What? Oh. Sorry. I just... I was thinking about something. We have to keep focused. There could be more of those mutations down here just waiting to dismember us. Yeah, oh, lead the way. I don't want to see any more viney or tentacly plants anymore. Definitely try to avoid those. It doesn't take too much longer 
before the crew finds a door that reads surface lax lax it it yeah surface lax surface laxative um, that's <laughs> all i could think of <laughs> <laughs> oh well like, that's going in the outtakes <sighs> what a pooping silly <laughs> This is access to the those, outhouse, of course. Are those more powerful than the underground laxatives, or...? <laughs> <laughs> they work better at high altitudes. Ah. You know, it's a surface laxative is what you rub on your skin. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, God. It's a, it's a topical yeah. laxative. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a distant, distant cousin of Dream Shiver called Colon Quiver. <laughs> <laughs> The, the addiction process is really, really nasty. That is not an image. I can't imagine being addicted to something that causes you to hit the rest diarrhea. <laughs> you know, this oh, stuff, yeah, it gives no. a real incredible high. There's just one side effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not that off of like actual side effects, but you're not wrong. Man, how you phrase that, Richard? Oh man. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh boy. I'm sorry. That's gonna be hard to come back from. I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> Take a second. <laughs> Oh, oh boy. It doesn't take much longer before the crew finds a door that reads surface access ladder. Opening the door, a robust metal ladder climbs far out of sight. Climbing it takes you around 150 feet straight up until you hit an access panel alighted by a dim red glow. You go to open the door, and it appears to be locked. Some kind of bolting mechanism holding this in place. Mm, Scriff, maybe you can come up and take a look at this. See if you can jimmy it open. Sure, I'll give it a shot. Just uh, move off to the side so I can get past you here. Oh. Five, he pushes himself to one side, kind of climbing opposite into the ladder. Almost backwards. Okay. And Griff, go ahead and give me an engineering check, please. 17. 17. Not too you... great. Not terrible either. It was natural four. A good bonus. A good bonus. You pull out your tools and start getting into the guts of the machinery. It's very simple. So you manage to pop the lock and it flicks over to a green light. It pops and locks? It both pops and locks. And locks. <laughs> it's a breakdance lock. Yes. <laughs> I, I was going to ask, did we find a key earlier? Did we? I couldn't remember. I was thinking maybe there was one in that locker that we... There was you know, a there was some loot like like a, a ring yeah and stuff. you guys you guys found a locket and some jewelry that kind of thing you also mm -hmm. found uh, some really basic uh, clothes but okay. no you didn't find a key 
Just making sure. You turn the handle and cautiously lift it up. The sounds of talking, yelling, laughing, accompanying with electronic buzz of machines and the whir of vehicles. You see that the hatch has opened the inside of a collapsed building. An ornate pillar stretches horizontally across the room and is held in the air right above the panel you just came out of. As you crawl out from under it, you find a shattered chandelier laying nearby and the decayed corpses of several well-dressed humanoids scattered around, resting on the luxurious wallpaper. It seems there was a party going on when the building fell. Huh. How long do the remains appear to have been here? Go ahead and give me a medicine check. Or I would also take life signs. Uh, 26. Is that something I can roll as well? Absolutely. Anyone who's looking around can. Okay. 12. It looks like, judging by the fact that it's more or less bones in fancy dress, Mm. these things have been here for quite some time, a matter of years, it would seem to you. And And just to be clear, we came up from the sewers Mm -hmm. into a fancy ballroom. As far as you can figure, judging by where you are literally staring at, a building fell from the ceiling, landed, and fell down across this access panel. Okay. I was, oh, that's weird to think about. So the building is like sideways, the building and we're is coming up flat. into it. Wow. I okay. see now. Huh. That's I was going to say, like, this is a weird place for a sewer to come out. No, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense, though. Am I late for the party? <laughs> you imagine, you're just like dancing, but you're in a building hanging from the ceiling. You fall sideways. And it's, I don't know. That's such a weird imagery mm. to think about. Be terrifying. Well, since you guys checked these bodies over a little bit, Scriff, as you were looking at one of them, you found that one of the dresses that a lady was wearing has a much thicker fabric. And as you look it over, you can tell that these are defensive threads this particular one is a defensive threads mark one which you could probably remove and sew into something later if you want i would like to do that and if you don't know what defensive threads are they're pretty cool in that tell me about say you are at this fancy party and someone coming up to you they're about to grab you on the shoulder the threads will actually tell you, like, by feel that something's about to touch you, giving you time to react to it. Uh, huh. As you get higher level ones, you can start doing some in-combat defensive stuff that gets pretty cool. Oh, wow. huh. So if you were to wear it, you'd be a little harder to get stabbed in the back. 
Do they work as an armor, or is it more like a warning device? Or it's more like a warning measure? device at this mark. Mm -hmm. Like I said, mark two, you can actually get some situational wow. defenses out of. Okay, that's really cool, because I, I thought like Kevlar or, you know, some sort of fabric-y armor type thing when you first said it. That's, that's way cooler. As you're looking over this thing, Uzi speaks in a low whisper with a serious tone, quite unlike his usual demeanor. If we are where Uzi think we are, we need move now and get Heidi Hole. One that look down on built bag tollies. Follow Uzi. Without waiting, he starts to move quietly towards a large crack in what was once the floor. Look at the others and say, he seems to know where he's going. We may as well follow him. He hasn't led us astray yet. Agreed. Yeah, we'll fall after. I'll float. Okay. Uzi has gotten into a low position and he's sneaking through. So if you guys are going to follow him, I'm going to need stealth roll. Oh boy. Uh, 14. 11 for Scriff. That is a natural 20 for Pawns. I guess it's kind of hard to make noise when you're just floating. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Uzi leads through several rooms and shattered halls, this stricken building to corridor that was once a circular staircase now laying on its side looking to either direction it appears to be a tunnel lined with railings that loop from floor to ceiling for hundreds of feet <laughs> so it's a sideways spiral staircase yeah, That's more or less part of the same building. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And as you guys step into this room, you see two humanoid figures walking down this tunnel on wooden boards that have been laid across the floor of this thing. Towards us? They have weapons drawn, but they're walking in a casual stride down the hall in your oh, direction. Crap. Hmm. Oh my god. Okay. Do we have? This is just. This is a weird Who question. Who sees them? Is there like a lamp shade anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going with this, and, and I, I hate like you what it. you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it would work. I'm just glad um, that I didn't come up with You know with what? It. <laughs> Give me a survival check. <laughs> you oh. were just in a room with a fancy party. Yeah. <laughs> survival. Then, uh, it's got to be like so some sconces on the wall, right? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. That's a 10. A 10. You find one that's a little worse for wear, and it's... It's not the biggest thing in the world, so if, say, you were trying to shove your cranium in it, it might be a bit of a tight fit, but <laughs> it might work. 
Oh my god. Uh, perfect. Alright. I wanna like find a place on the wall that I can kinda like hook my back onto as I float and then just kind of lean forwards <laughs> with the lampshade on my head. <laughs> okay. Uh one way or another I will take that into account. Perfect. <laughs> Are, so, are we also walking along boards through this staircase? So what's happening here is you guys have come out of a sideways doorway into this mm. you know, uh, stairwell. Yeah. And so you're walking over and you can see maybe about chest high on 5e down this corridor. So you're in this little five-foot gap from the stair railing to the wall. This is really hard to imagine, right? Yeah, so, yeah I'm trying to picture it. We're like lower than think the of stairs, it, though. Think of it as a building. We're just walking into the staircase, though. We haven't actually started correct, going down it. Correct, Okay. Yeah, think of it. You're in a... Just think of a regular building. You're in a stairwell. Every yeah. floor or so, there's sideways. a door that you open. Right? Mm, so yeah. you guys came through one of those doors, and yes, you're in the spot between the stairs and the wall, and it's on its side. Yeah, and in front of us, there are boards that are yeah, being down used the to walk across. That's this mm. thing is made. Which would also put some directly in front of us. It's directly in front of you at about five there's feet like, up high. Yeah. There's like a board five feet up, people are walking. Okay, so we right. could, uh, for those of us who don't have lampshades, we could hide under the boards. You could try to hide under the boards, yeah. So, you guys have already given me your stealth roll, so let's find out what happens. They're walking down these wooden planks. And to start with, they were maybe 100 feet away. They start walking closer and closer. They still have their hands on their weapons but they're still just casually walking. And as they get to the boards right above you, you hear one stop. For a long moment, there's silence. Jeff is holding his hand like a gun, so I'm assuming Scriff I'm has his weapon aimed weapon. and ready. <laughs> yes, I'm readying my just, weapon. just thinking, at least I'm safe inside my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Cut that tension with a knife. <laughs> they stand above you, and you can hear the creak of the board as it takes weight, and little specks come down into your vision. And then from above, you hear. Sector 5 looks empty. Report on Sector 6. He looks at his armband. In 15. And they continue walking. Also, there's this weird lamp. <laughs> <laughs> they continue talk, walking down the hall on these boards until they get what to what used to be somewhere in the roof area and exit out of the hall. You just totally uh, metal geared. You, you totally metal geared them 
with your lampshade on the head. <laughs> you did. <laughs> huh? What was that noise? Huh. Oh well. Do 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 do. Yeah, I'll go ahead and float back down and uh and set the lampshade at the end of the boards. <laughs> oh, I think they're gone. We can start heading down this way if that's where Uzi wants to go. Uzi grabs onto the railing, pulls himself up a little bit, makes sure there's nobody out there anymore. And then he climbs up and gets onto the planks. He heads over to one of the railings. And since it's on the side, he begins to climb it like a ladder. Once he gets to the other side, like essentially the roof from where you guys came into, mm -hmm. he stands on the railing, looks over at an open doorway and does a flying leap, a lot like what Scriff did. And you hear him make more a successful. <laughs> noise when he hits the wall on the other side and climbs in through the doorway. I'll look down the hallway <laughs> and make sure the guards didn't hear us. <laughs> you don't see anyone in there. Bully. Hmm. Alright, let's go. Yep. We keep moving forward. Alright. So we have to follow him up, is that correct? You have to follow him up. Alright. And no. Which is forward. Which is forward. He he looks back through. Come on, dollies. We find somewhere on this floor to scout. And pops his head back in as you guys make your way up there. And go ahead, unless you're pawns, and give me an athletics <laughs> check to jump from the railing to this doorway. These flying creatures. <laughs> Dang, natural 20 for a 28. Ooh. Can I have some of that? I got a 10. You got enough last time. <laughs> I want to hear it. Who, me? Everybody else dropped natural ones. Not Scriff. Just, you know, when it really counted, I almost <laughs> killed myself. But, yeah. This is true. Mm -hmm. All right. Pawns floats through the opening. 5e jumps does a parkour move, slides through, lands on the other side. Show off. jumps over, <laughs> catches on the ledge, and, and climbs over, kind of like Uzi did. <laughs> you know, and the crazy thing is, my, my athletics is not terrible. Like, I have ranks in athletics, but this dang armor. Yeah, those armor check penalties, man. Hmm. I'm walking along the walls, which are now the floor. Uzi brings the crew to an apartment filled with children's toys and a wall that has a window facing the street. Uzi quickly points to an overturned mattress with sheets strewn around. Help Uzi cover window. We need to see, not be seen. I'll grab one side of the mattress and help him move it, maneuver it into place. Okay. Yeah. Guys, lift mattress, put it in the way, and... As you're helping 5e, you take a second and pull the sheet away just a little bit to look outside to kind of get an idea of what's going on. Down the street, lights flood the base of a complex wider than the street you're looking down. 
An artistically arranged set of stairs leads up to a makeshift wall that's been built on top of them at least two stories tall. The building inside stretches far away up into the darkness. Artificial lights speckle the tower as far up as you can see. For all you know, reaches all the way to the top. From where you stand, you can just see a sliver of what is beyond the wall. The tips of tents and huts clustered around the tower's structure appear to form a lean-to village. Outside of the wall, figures can be seen patrolling, lounging around, and running drills. The way they operate looks loosely militaristic in nature. The whole compound seems alive with activity and the whine of generators that can be heard even from here. Let the others know. There's a makeshift settlement out there. A tent city built on top of a wall. Paramilitaries running patrols. It's a crude operation, but one that's been running for some time by the looks of it. The uh, massive tower you said there, Adam, it's running mm-hmm. all the way up to the top. There's a you massive there's tower. Coming out of it? And on some of the floors, you mm-hmm. see they're actually lit up like huh. rooms, light coming through windows. And at the bottom of that tower is this ring, as far as you can see, with tents strewn all about on the inside. Uzi slumps to the floor and leans against a broken armoire. Get bad from here on. Uzi talked to Tollies at camp once. They kicked and kicked, throwing names and fists. Uzi found there again. They got Uzi with own dog slicer. But maybe they talked to you. You're not crooked, filthy runt. These seem like the type of people who will only respond to force greater than their own. Luckily, we're trained to deliver that. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of them, though. Do we know who the leader of the Goragatal is? I don't think that uh, Victor mentioned it. Never saw Boss Tully, but heard them yell once. Sound like roar. Don't think one he yelled at still alive. Was he watched from a distance before, like now? Think he live in dome scraper building. Yeah, is that where all the like higher ups live? Maybe. Could be. Never been inside, but if it was Uzi, he would live there. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Uh, we need some way to get in there. We can't fight our way through. Hmm. If you want to find way in base. Maybe you sneaks up close and peek. No other Tollies in city. If there be, why they not attack Tolly Motherload? Maybe 
Maybe they not look quite as hard at every shadow as they should. If only we had a trebuchet. <laughs> <laughs> like when you say that, Uzi's eyes light up a little bit with like this excitement. <laughs> it seems a unlikely stealth that catapult. <laughs> it seems unlikely that we'll be able to concoct such a technological device in the time we have. <laughs> You're probably right. Mm. A mouse can dream. <laughs> Uzi kind of looks down at himself and like where the, all the glass shards had been sticking out recently and looks back up at the three of you. Maybe this time you scout without goblin. Uzi hurt a lot back there and it felt like he got stabbed by poker, which cooks desert Cragfin from inside. Maybe a little more time and Uzi will be back on his feet. I agree. We... I look back at 5e and pawns. We can't ask any more of Uzi. He has gotten us this far, but it might be time for us to part ways. Very well. Stay here and rest if you need to. Realize we may not be able to find our way back to you, if we even survive this at all. If Tollies go and scout, you could come back and we talk of plan. Uzi could be here, hold down the fort. <laughs> Actually, that's not a bad idea. We might be able to come back here and rest for a longer period of time once we know what we're dealing with. We have a, have Uzi a place like, smiles a little sheepishly. Mm. Like you can tell that he would rather go into the action, but you can also tell he might be a little afraid of them. I get it. Yeah, makes sense. Even being healed up, he's taken quite a beating. So yeah, let's leave him here. Alright. Uzi, keep your ears out for the sector sweeps. See if you can mark their times. That will help us avoid them when we come back through. And you have Do a calm link. Does he? Does does Uzi? Like looks down to see if someone gave him one when he wasn't looking. Uh, Uzi doesn't have many fancy things. Yeah. Um. So the only calm unit I have is cat. Okay. I I have one built into me, and I think I'm, I think Five E has just gotten to the point of assuming that everyone has one. <laughs> What, you can't talk to people just naturally? Pons is also like, natural for you fighting. can't just think and they hear you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you just think it into their heads yeah. and they know it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, unless you guys have an extra comp unit or tablet or something along those lines, data pad, then... Yeah. No. Um, mm -mm, can can I, I search this room that we're in and see if I can find... Uh, Anything that I could scrounge up and fashion one, maybe. Ooh, that's a like cool some idea. with some old with some old world electronics that might be around here. Yeah, go ahead and give me a survival roll. Survival. Anyone else want to? Yeah, look around. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say this out loud. Like, if, see if you can find any old electronics. Um, I've got a plus six survival. If you want me to lead and you you assist, I was just going to do a separate roll. We'll okay. check. We can spread out and. 
search different areas. Well, I pull a 27. Scriff got a 9. There you go, 24. 24. All right, you guys head to different rooms in this what looks like apartment. Hans floats up to one of the rooms above, looks around in there. Ivy heads into the kitchen. Scriff looks around the main area. Hans comes back with an old plug-in alarm radio. And from the kitchen, Ivy just brings back a handful, an armful of electronics and drops it in front of Scriff's feet. <laughs> Will any of these suffice as components? We'll see. And I'm going to try and use the components that they scrounged to fashion a calm device that I can give to Uzi. Okay. That's engineering. I got a 17. 17? All right, so you go to town on these electronics, pulling off their casings and seeing what's inside and bringing pieces together. Some you'll pick up, nod, set down. Other pieces you'll pick up, fling over your shoulder, almost hitting someone in the face. <laughs> and uh, this when won't you're... work. Maybe some more of this one. Hmm. Okay. And when you're done... It may not be your best work, but you're fairly confident that you could at least get it to receive. You don't know if you could get it to send to you, but you can at least say things to Uzi and it'd come out over this little alarm clock speaker. <laughs> then all we have to do is record the frequency and we can at least transmit to him even if he can't talk back. Uzi looks at it. Oh, Buzzy, Scriff, you are pretty clever with brain. Make cool things. You like Uzi. You, you're scrappy. Yes, I guess in a way. Um, it's just what I've always been good at. What I love to do. Oh, if only had been born goblin. <laughs> <laughs> I take that as a compliment. <laughs> Uzi looks up at you like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> and I'll uh, I'll show him how to operate it in case he's unsure. Okay. Show him how to turn it off in case uh, he needs it to be quiet. Yeah, it's a good plan. You <laughs> get the dials working on top. It'll dial right in. Yeah. All right. So you show him how to work this thing is there anything else you guys want to do here before you move on and do we have a clear kind of place we want to start looking when we do move on the only information you really have is what 5e saw from the sliver in the window mm. do we want to try and take out those two guards that are patrolling down below having a couple of disguises might be a good idea Maybe we could like steal their comm unit and uh or, oh, that too. Yeah, yeah. We could, if we, we do that, it's a waste of that effort I put into making a radio for for Uzi. <laughs> well, we'd be able to get their their frequency. We could try to. I'm not sure how that works exactly, but can we? Is there like a dresser or something that I could drop on their heads as they walk by? <laughs> yeah. Uh <-huh. laughs> 
You know, there's certainly furniture around, so if you wanted to push it all the way across the room down the hall and get I'm it gonna to like, the door. You're going to pull a home alone on them. Mm -hmm. They're just going to be like, what's that sound? <laughs> oh, well then, if you're going to pull a home alone, you'll drop something that would absolutely kill them, and then five minutes later, they're rolling out and just go, oh! oh. Non-lethal damage from the, uh, yeah. From the tool chest. <laughs> yeah. Contrarily, if we allow the patrol to go, they're moving in the opposite direction. It would be a while before they circle back. If we take them out, we only have until their next scheduled check-in to get where we need to go. It could be limiting to us, even though it would provide us with a cover disguise. And taking them out could actually increase the, the danger to Uzi. Mm, that's true. They don't I'll check trust in. your judgment on this, then, 5e. You have more... Uh, knowledge about these things than I do, I think. Be better to keep quiet and move as stealthily as we can. Fair enough. Okay. Alright. So, 5e's goal is to continue going ahead and finding an access point to get across to the main compound um, that's not just jumping out of this window and alerting everybody to where we hit our wounded <laughs> travel buddy. Absolutely. <laughs> smash the window and just jump down. Mm. Did we? I'm gonna fashion a couple of parachutes. We'll stealth our way. Nice. <laughs> Did we get a good? How high off the ground are we? Uh, you very, guys right? are about two, maybe three stories up at most. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Did we get a good look at the guards that went by? Like, what do they look like? I think we ran into them earlier as well. Yeah, I failed to point it out, but they appeared to be dressed in very similar manner to the ones you had encountered out in Io. And those are the ones trying to capture 5e yeah they're yeah. trying to take him out take okay. him alive got it okay so yeah we'll follow in order to make 5e. it so we don't have to do hundreds upon hundreds of stealth rolls what mm -hmm. we're gonna do is a group stealth roll you guys are gonna choose who's gonna be lead and then other people can assist 5e <laughs> my bonus is a plus seven mm, not bad I have zero. That's solid. That's solid. All right. Nobody else has that beat, then I guess um, they do they roll to assist, and then I roll for the final They're check? They're going to roll first, and then you're going to roll okay. after. Got it. That was a 10 for Pons. You assist. 22 for Scriff. Nice. You assist as well. Very good. And it's a good thing that you did, because I only pulled a 13. Okay. So that turns it into a 17, which is respectable. All right, you guys head out of the apartment, climb back down into the corridor, and start looking around for other rooms that you can get out of in surface level. It takes a little time moving around, but eventually you find a doorway. Main entrance with shattered glass all over the ground climb through there and start making your way towards this compound down the street. As you guys move from debris pile to debris pile, doing busted down cars, everyone go ahead, give me a perception roll. Dirty 20 for Scriff. 25 for 5e. That's only a 12. The outer walls of this place can be easily recognized as many pieces of different structures 
thrown together and merged in place. Beams, railings, concrete slabs, vehicles, anything on hand that could be affixed into place. Small watchtowers sit corners of this wall that, as you look around from the information you had from the window, it appears to be in an octagon shape, though every other corner has a tower on it. And those towers, there's a mounted machine gun and a spotlight that's moving from side to side. From where you are, it's hard to see into the compound because you're looking up these stairs and then at the top of the stairs, there's a wall. But you can see as you're looking through the darkness, you can see that the tower extends up really far and just before it gets too far out of sight, who knows how many stories up, you see a platform that's jutting out around the whole structure. While you're looking at this tower, why don't you go ahead and give me an engineering roll? 16. Okay. I used all my good engineering rolls uh, <laughs> previously. You can tell by the heavy-duty construction of this building that it's more like a pillar than just a building that reaches presumably all the way up to the underside of the dome and supports it there to prevent cave-ins. Oh. This is a load-bearing building. Wait, it, it holds the earth up? Or holds it together? Kind of, Pons kind of like looks up. That's that, that's a huge pillar. Um, hmm. Whatever have I built to fly up there stealthily? <laughs> do, do I get a sense of how the gravity works in this pillar because we know from when we first arrived in Io that there are like there's like half of the city is above us mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so at some point along this pillar the gravity has to like get lighter and lighter and then I would imagine shift right Maybe. or is it that all of the buildings above are just inverted and you have to walk on like gangways everywhere I've never even well, thought about that. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's hard to say because you haven't actually been up high enough to see what's going on up there. But all you can figure from this thing is that it reaches up and it seems like a support structure. Mm, I'm okay. guessing it would take way too long for me to try to fly close to one of the walls. I'd be out of sight. You might get spotted. Yeah, that'd be the worry. That yeah, depends on how you do it. No, flying okay. in I'd, open air I'd rather keep with the group at the moment especially when there's machine guns doesn't yeah, sound yeah, safe yeah. <laughs> I don't recommend like it a bad time. okay so you've come up basically a street across from this compound hiding behind some rubble and bushes and as kind of mentioned earlier every once in a while you'll see couple people walk by you can hear voices from inside of this center and listening 
you can hear the sounds of that women you might even hear the sound of children inside this isn't a military installation it's a city and do you think they, they invite visitors often it would seem unlikely not goblin ones, at least as far as you know. Yeah, I mean, Uzi did say that maybe they'd be more friendly to something a little bit taller. Yeah, but we also know that people around here are looking for 5e. And mm, it's true. While we might be able to get through, I'm worried that they might try to separate us. Can we do like the robot in a suit type of gimmick where we dress them up? <laughs> put him in their armor, put a fedora over him, yeah. and just hope we'll it put works. Me and Pawns exactly. in a trench coat. <laughs> Disguise techniques are not part of my intelligent characteristics. Hmm. Well, that makes life hard. <laughs> From here, do you guys want to try to move in closer? Do you want to try to circle around this thing? How do you want to approach? actually getting up to this thing so you can get information i vote circling um my thought is that pawns flying up there is actually not a bad idea but what we might want to do is see if we can check it from different vantage points and figure out like for example the guns are they auto targeted or is someone controlling them if they're auto turrets and we can find an access point scriff might be able to hack in and take control of them or disable them and that would give pawns an opportunity to get closer without getting shot. So maybe we circle around and do some recon, yeah. see if we can find a, an yeah. opportunity. I agree with the circling. Okay. Sounds like the best plan to get close out in like a blind spot that we can just go around in. All right. As you guys fall back a little bit, circle into one of the buildings nearby, crawl through there, keeping your eyes on the compound. You make a slow circle around behind this thing and I'm gonna have everybody give me another perception as we do this since you're seeing a different part only a 13 this time 17 per script is a 20 total as you guys are circling this thing and looking at the wall you can tell the construction of it is not necessarily haphazard but Scriff would never approve this. And you're seeing certain areas that have like a small gap in it, or maybe pieces of debris aren't quite fitting together right, and you're seeing little cracks that potentially, if you guys worked at it a little bit, you might be able to squeeze someone small through. On the side that was opposite of where you had come from, there is a main gate, and it's this big metal gate that looks like it lifts up. And there's a vehicle sitting nearby, guy leaning on it. Hmm. We had Uzi it would actually help just to toss him and take a peek inside one of those cracks in the wall, but um, as long as there's yeah, no one nearby, if only you guys I'd had someone down. small, <laughs> I'd be down to try to dig at one of the. <laughs> you know, like Oh, wait a second. Like I always forget. <laughs> You're always in that, that suit all the time. You're a little bit bigger. Yeah, it's it's bulky, but I can uh 
I can fit in some particularly small places still. <laughs> Alright, uh, yeah, I'm gonna try and squeeze through. Okay. We'll hang back and cover you as best we can. Alright, so... You wait for the light to look down, and then start sweeping the other way. Make sure there's no guards, and then skitter across the ground for four paw style <laughs> get up and push yourself up against the wall you know, the biggest crack you saw it's it would be quite a tight fit if you don't do anything to it so you could either try to squish how, yourself in how wide hmm I say maybe 10 inches wide well, that is just fine because I have Scurry and Scurry allows me to compress down to one-eighth my normal space. My Gosh. normal space is five <laughs> feet, which is 60 inches. One-eighth of that would be seven and a half inches. So as long as it's got seven and a half inches of width, I can squeeze through. I just nice. got mathed. <laughs> I had to look it up, but yeah, yeah. So if it's ten inches wide, I can fit seven and a quarter inches wide, actually. No. <laughs> oh, you just you, you looked and it was oh, it was sorry. a little tiny. Only thought. the front part of it. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm detecting some deception. <laughs> it shrinks a Very little. well done. That's amazing. You squish in as tight as you possibly can turn your head to the side and sneak in as you get to the inside of this facility you see a couple things right away first off these tents seem to stop maybe 10 feet short of the wall and there are these massive cables that run all the way up to the tower and the roofs of these tents all stem off those cables so it creates this spiraling network of tents around the tower they have internet <laughs> <laughs> it's this i know what this building is this is comcast headquarters <laughs> it must be destroyed <laughs> <laughs> Do not actually destroy Comcast headquarters, viewers. Please Thank don't you. destroy Comcast headquarters. <laughs> All right. Let me make sure I got <laughs> a wink from Richard. Richard, that wink is unwarranted. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. All right. So as you move in, you're right up against the wall. You look down the pathway. You can tell the pathway is worn. It seems like it gets walked pretty often but you don't see any people immediately looking at you like, there he is! <laughs> That's fortunate. Is there a, do I see a way up to the towers? As you look down along the wall, you can see that every tower has a ladder leading up into it. This tower is only barely above the wall. It gets up to the top. There's a little seat for everyone to be. And that about it. Okay. Um, 
I'm gonna go check it out and see if uh, these guns are manned or unmanned. Okay. Why don't you go ahead and give me a stealth since you're all by your lonesome now? Oh no. That's a face. That's a face that's, that Jeff's making. It's a natural one. Oh. Oh that's boy. A, a total of a four. All right. As you're walking down this open path, somehow you're still managing to like clunk, and I have no idea what you're running into or how, but you're making noise as you do this. <laughs> according to the dice, you're making noise. You know, according to the dice, you're making noise. Uh, your ear perks up a little bit, turns to the side, and you hear a strand of a conversation happening as you go by. Now you hear a male voice. Beloved, I'm chopping up the Kark's tongue for Zap Stew. It's almost done. Grab the kid, would you? You trip over, fall flat on your face. <laughs> you got too invested in the conversation. Fall over. And like I need to make a curb when you're not a roll looking. real quick. And you just fall really fast and you're like, oh, that was silly. <laughs> oh, Adam's laughing. I'm hoping that means he also got a natural one. Or 20. <laughs> As you fall over, you look up at the guard tower and you see a guard turn. And as they do, they bump a table that they have up there and their can of whatever they were drinking falls over and smashes on the ground and goes everywhere. You hear him curse <laughs> loudly, writes the table, puts it back up, leans against the wall in a bit of a pout. All right, um, uh, well, that answers my question of is there anyone up there? Uh, I'm gonna find a place to quietly relay, communicate back to 5e and pawns and say these guns are manned they're not automated do you like talk through the wall loud enough or should we approach Adam? on my my communicator yeah. Oh, okay yeah thank you so i always forget that those exist i'm <laughs> not used to it yeah you play too much i send like you a text a message yeah the text message <laughs> got it okay that's probably no a good way to go then there's no approach except to get inside. You'll have to find a place where we can breach the wall. I'll look around on this side to see if there's any levers that I could open a door or any any ladders that I could put up on the wall to help them get up. The only ladders you've seen are the ones attached to the towers. And as you creep around outside of this tent and get closer to the front kind of lean against the tented area, sink into it a little bit as you look over and you can see that there are people standing around the front gate on the inside. Just by looking, you can see that there are very easily accessible levers to open this thing but that's not necessarily the problem. Hmm. I'll send a message back. If I'm going to do this to open the gate, I would need a distraction. There are two guards. 
I'd look at Bonds and say, any um, ideas? Five, uh, you could uh, try to commandeer one of their vehicles or see if any of the other ones that are slightly wrecked around here would function and perhaps do a, a drive-by of sorts. Yeah, um, if I could find a partially functioning vehicle, I could try an engineering check because I've got rings in it too I, to see if I could like basically jimmy, jimmy the gas or the accelerator mm. down and just send it right into a gate to create a distraction. That'd be cool. <laughs> All right, uh, you did see a vehicle out front of the gate that a couple guys were leaning up okay. against. Um, yeah, sure. I will stealth over there and see if I can incapacitate them. Oh my gosh. All right. I need two rolls from you here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need a stealth roll and a perception roll. All right. My stealth is a 20. My perception's a 27. Wait for that light. Move in. You get up against the wall, slide along that thing, keeping those two in view as you move up. And you hear them talking. They're just leaning up against this vehicle. The boss say what he want it for? The other guard responds, Don't know. But does he think that Sharon can get something more than we could? Out of that rusted tin can? Why is he keeping her alive? Wish you would just finish the job. I don't like her inside the tower. It's too close to the inner living quarters. She might carry disease or something. You know what those... That filth that lives outside I or day sunk into? Do they seem distracted enough that I could slip into the vehicle without them noticing? They seem rather distracted. <laughs> Alright. Then what I want to do is board it and drive it down a few blocks. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Give me an engineering check. <laughs> oh, okay. All sorts of wrong. Yeah, and basically I'll stop like just like three or four blocks away, and then I can try to to jimmy the accelerator and jump out and just aim it right toward a gate or a turret. Just like put it in neutral and let it roll away. <laughs> not my best roll, but not horrible either. That's a fourteen. Fourteen. All right. climb up into the seat behind these guys. They're maybe two feet away from you, just kind of leaning back, arms crossed, talking about the troubles in their lives and the woes. You reach down, mess with the ignition as quietly as you can, and then rev the engine up, shove the pedal down, and start flooring it down the street as you knock these two over onto the ground. <laughs> Perfect. Oh <my> gosh. <laughs> Scriff, you hear an engine just rev up and peel out. The two guards look over at the gate that you can see. One runs over, hits the button, so. the, pulls the lever rather, lifts it up, looks out and sees the two guys laying on the ground. Like, what the hell happened? And as, as that, as all that's happening, I'm like pushing the vehicle into a drift and like sliding into a straightaway to, to get to like really punch it. And I just thumb the comm link and go, distraction incoming. <laughs> all right. I, I still would like to start floating up to one of those towers behind the one that Scriff is on his command. 
Okay. If he, if he wants to try to commandeer one of those. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Give yeah. me a stealth roll, but you're going to have some bonuses for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and right. I'm, I'm coordinating this with him, so I'm going up on the ladder. Okay. On the other side. Uh, 18. Also an 18. We will <laughs> fail or nice. succeed together. All yeah, right. you guys Excellent. are doing a pincer move on either uh -huh. side of this tower. <laughs> Start oh, climbing up the ladder it's real like quiet just, like Scriff. I'm, I'm just Pons like floating below the light. Like Superman <laughs> floating up there. Like, <laughs> this is going to go great. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> this is like giant brain in, a, in like dirty pinstripe suit just floats up to this turret and looks at it like mm -hmm. <laughs> this was a good plan uh-huh okay. our best you uh, guys have gotten up on either side of this guy in the tower what do you do we're neither of us got detected neither of you got detected all right, I'm gonna like scurry up his back and put my paw around his mouth and put my gun to his head and say, "Don't move, don't breathe." Is there a second one up here? There's just the one guy. Nice. Okay. okay. Seems like there's only enough room for about one person to sit mm -hmm. in a chair and move the light around and aim the gun. Yeah. So Scriff like climbs up. And Pawns, you can see this as you look over the wall. A hand just goes around the guy's mouth and it's his like eyes get pop. real wide as a gun sticks to the side of his head. And because this guy's taller than Scriff, he kind of got like pulled backwards a little bit, so he's like leaning back. Yeah, I'm like climbed on his back like a like a backpack. <laughs> climbed up on him. Yeah, up. yeah. That's a great mental image. Okay, uh, bum bum bum. Why don't you go ahead and give me an intimidate check? Okay, 19. And he doesn't breathe. Okay. Uh, Pons, can you uh, remove his arms? Armaments? <laughs> not his, his, not his, his arms. His arms? <laughs> oh, oh, that's very different. <laughs> His weapons. Uh, he and, looks uh, at you when you say arms. See if you can. Yeah. See see if there's anything around to uh, to tie him up. Drop your weapons. Oh, come over there. He like, is incredibly intimidated by the thing that's hanging onto his back like a backpack. Uh -huh. Yeah. He's going all evil Yoda on him right now. So. <laughs> that's great. The guy just <laughs> takes his gun and sets it down on the table nearby. Puts his hands back up in front of him. I'll give him a quick pat down. Just make sure. You find a survival knife on him oh, in his boot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Take that as well. Do you want to, uh, can you tie him up, Bones? Mm. Do we have any rope? 5e, uh, I'll, uh, I'm kind of busy. And also let 5e know to uh, try and get over here. Yep, yeah, uh, 5e can uh, send the package flying and uh, make your way back over here if possible. Acknowledged. Does, does this person carry any restraints that we can put on him? As you're patting this guy down, checking to make sure he doesn't have any other weapons on him, you do come across a little pocketed 
handcuff set. I'll kick those over to pawns and say, cuff him. Okay, up and get around that wrist, and there we go. <laughs> you're doing that under Scriff. Uh-huh. Scriff's legs are wrapped around him, and you're yeah, just Yeah, now I've got behind. a ledge to stand on. His arms. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll, like... Okay. I'll, like, put him on the ground and kind of, like... I don't... I, I can't figure out a good way to, like, cover his mouth consistently. So maybe I'll just I've lay sideways on him. I've got right now, but we need to... Oh, okay. <laughs> we, we do need to have a more permanent way to deal with that. Um, yeah, what is your plan We need to take his guy. He absolutely has a comm unit on him. 5e, are you still in that truck? I heard. Not for, ver- not for very much longer if I do this properly. <laughs> we have uh, a package to deliver. Can you swing by the wall real quick? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, Turning right, plan, around now. The plan was steal vehicle, run it into front of the gate. Or... <laughs> oh, man. 5 e begins to turn the vehicle around, drifting back in the other way. <laughs> Very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so as he, as he pulls up along the wall, uh, I'll, like, push him down into the, the bed okay. of the truck. Real quick, how fast or slow are you getting over here, 5 e uh, I'd say probably at the maximum speed that I can without drawing a shit ton of attention because I really wanted the distraction to be somewhere that they're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, priorities have shifted. Uh-huh. Give me a reflex save. Incoming. 17. 17. Not bad. You get turned around and aimed towards the wall. You look over at the gate and mourn the fact that you're not going to be running into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you slam down the pedal, start flying forward, trying to maneuver in a way that's going to try to keep you out of the way of danger. But they already know that something took the vehicle and took off. So as you're driving at this thing, you see all four of the guards that were out front at the gate pull up their rifles, and they just start unloading as you drive by. Uh Uh-huh. You swerve and slide and try to get out of the way of as much danger as you can. You hear behind you, as the car gets hit several times, as you zoom past the corner that they're at, Mm -hmm. and you pull up come to a screeching stop right below the tower and you see backpack scriff holding onto a guy and pawns floating right next to him yeah i just like shift my weight forward so that he falls off balance and falls <laughs> off the edge with me on top of him uh, down into the truck oh, you fall cold. down and you hear a <laughs> as you land cold. on top of him pawns floats down gets inside the vehicle Time to go. <laughs> and 5e punches oh it. Oh my goodness. Okay, 5e, where are you heading? Um, crap. You guys ruined <laughs> everything. Yeah, we didn't have anything to gag him with. 
This is good though. This is good. We have a hostage now. Um. Huh. Okay. Same plan, slightly altered. I'll go down about a block from their position. I'm gonna be holding this guy. Um. Actually, I'll just hold my pistol. Well, he is he in the back, like in a pickup truck yeah, bed? Yeah, he's in a flatbed area behind you. Okay. Yeah, and the only this truck, I think, was hauling like mattresses or something, right? <laughs> so yeah, the, the only this exits is the are the mattress and pillow delivery that they just called in. <laughs> All right. So are the only exits to my side, or do I have a rear that would go into the bed? Think of it exit? as like an open back truck. You got the two doors, mm. one on each side of you, and then essentially a small flatbed. Okay, that's fine. So what I want to do is um, get away from the wall as much as possible, about a block away from them and then angle, like, steer the, the vehicle back the other way. Um, and I am going to open the driver's side door, haul myself out, jam... You know what? I will jam this freaking rifle that I've been carrying around <laughs> to get the accelerator to stick down, and then hoist myself into the back of the truck, pull that guy off as the thing's going away. <laughs> Oh, so we all just like action roll off of the truck. Yeah. We're Everybody jumps out. Oh, you're, you're all on the back yeah, of the truck? The truck. Yeah, yes. we all jumped Everybody on the back of the truck. There. Crap, I thought you were just pushing that dude off. Yeah, I know. Okay. okay. But yeah, the, the plan can still work. <laughs> you jam the rifle up against it. Everyone else piles out of the back and you uh -huh. drag the guy out. You just, you grab him yeah. and the thing takes off and you're just but, holding him mm -hmm. as he slides out of the truck. Yep. Yeah. That's the winner. And thing okay. tears down the road, smashes into a car, knocks it out of the way, and keeps moving. It's a little off target, so it veers mm -hmm. to the left a little bit. And it smashes in actually fairly close to the wall that you guys had just been on with the tower and mm -hmm. sticks That's into great. the wall. And you hear this horrible crashing, rending noise as it hits the wall full speed. <laughs> and I'll hmm. look at Pons and Scriff and say, should we take him back to Uzi and interrogate him? Or do you have another plan for getting us inside now? I, this is as far as I thought about this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I feel it might be necessary to update your tactical heuristics. Maybe we should go to a different tower. This one seems <laughs> compromised. <laughs> we have a hostage now, though. Yeah, but what are we going to do with him? It's, it's us versus three turrets. <laughs> He's good for information. I vote we go back to Uzi, regroup, question him, that, figure out a better plan for getting in. That Agreed. might be a good idea then. Okay. So before anyone at the compound can get their bearings, after this truck hits the wall, you guys pick up your hostage, one in front, one in back, and just start running into the building that you guys mm -hmm. had come from. Wow. Run away! <laughs> run away! <laughs> run away! This wasn't like an infiltration. Keep running! This was just a kidnapping. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, it takes a bit of doing, but you guys managed to get him up the railing that was the ladder. Managed to chuck him across the opening and into the apartment that you guys have been hiding in. Oh my goodness. And get back to where Uzi is standing there holding the radio with just the biggest smile on his face. 
<laughs> he heard all of it, didn't he? <laughs> Probably saw some of it. And he looks at Scriff, keeping this big smile. He says, Before you leave, you say something about catapult that launches over the wall. Have any of you ever heard of a goblin glider? And we'll see you next chapter. Boy. Yes! <laughs> yes! I am 100% on board. Oh my gosh. <laughs>